You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast. I don't know what he's doing here, but I'm very is this scared Saint right Patrick's now. Patrick's Day or something? Yeah, what's what's with the, like, no, the bright like, green? So somebody in my family used to actually own this place. Oh. And so, like, I just, we have shirts and oh, stuff. now I feel okay. like I just wanted enough, to then. tell everybody that's on the show that these two are heartbreakers when it comes to Zach Allen. Don't ever listen to them. They talk about how Zach Allen will never be an Arizona Diamondback for the rest of his career. And they break everybody's hearts. So I just need you to know that they broke my heart this morning um, again, and they break my heart every single day. But please, please, please let Zach Allen get signed this offseason to prove these two wrong. Anyways, have a good show, boys. Thanks, Posh. We'll miss you. Uh, of course, he's wrong. But this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I am definitely. Uh, I'm a heartbreaker. I'm a love machine. I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This Menace next to me is the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Is Charles Woodall Pike trying to blame me for this? Um, I'm assuming no, that's he got both what... of us. He got both of us. There was a Derek oh, in all caps. Okay. There was a Jesse in all caps. Oh, he's just saying hello. He he's was just, just saying, saying hello. hello. No, we hello were, to you uh, too, hello, Charles uh, Woodall Pike. Hello, I, sir. I don't feel accused by any of you. Not at all. At all right not now. at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's a great morning to be a wild card team. Let me tell you, in Major League Baseball right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are up 7-3 to three on the Atlanta Braves, and the Mariners are up by 1-0 on the Houston Astros. Who knows where these games go? Who knows where these series go? But uh, right out of the gate, we're seeing the underdogs kind of uh, doing the thing, right, Jesse? We are. And the other thing that I'm noticing is that home teams are, like, bizarrely cursed right now. Oof. Something yeah. like that. Things aren't good. If you look at uh, if you look at the wild card round, the Mets lost 2 out of 3, right? They were the home team. The Cardinals got swept. They were the home team. The Blue Jays got swept. They were also the home team. No, sorry, sorry, Leah. Um and then the Cleveland Guardians, they're the outlier. They won both games yeah. at home. Um, and the Braves are, as you said, are currently trailing yep. at home against the Phillies, as are the Astros trailing at home against the Mariners. So what is going on? It's pretty bizarre. I mean, if yeah, if you add all of these numbers together, I I'm getting three and seven currently, I guess three and six as of right now it would be three and seven if um, if the um, Atlanta Braves are able to. Uh, or I guess I should say if the Philadelphia Phillies, Phillies hold on, uh, the hold on and, and yeah. win this game. So it's pretty remarkable what road teams have been able to do so far. Here's one thing that uh, is unprecedented by this year's 
playoffs, right? Is that you have essentially the longest layoff for the postseason for a top seed that is ever there's that there's ever been, right? Aside yeah. from like a natural layoff or whatever, this basically it's the it's an all star break for these top seeds who had to wait around for this wild card round of three games, best of three to finish up. And as Jesse pointed out to me, you know they didn't even expedite. Uh, the next round when some of these teams could have matched up earlier based on them both winning right. after two games, right? So there, this has been a very, very long layoff for uh, some of these teams. And, I mean, I guess there's there's a question to be said. Is, is too much time off a bad thing in baseball? Obviously, we know it's good, right? We know having some time off is good. The advantage, advantages are there. Uh, having the first round by obviously avoid elimination. That's a given, right? But relievers have more time to recover. Plus you have an opportunity not only for your starting rotation to recover a little bit, but reset and have your guys start uh, with the one, you know, your, your top yeah. guy with your ace of your rotation, right? But in, in a sport where timing and rhythm seem to be so key, uh, these teams have also had the longest layoff from competition since the all-star break and their opponents enter kind of on a high coming in from a series win where they're right. kind of on a roll. And if you believe in momentum, they have momentum kind of on their side as they roll into this, this second round. But I don't believe in momentum. Jesse so what does, you just said Jesse, the, he's called momentum. It's like magic. He said, <laughs> what? And the Easter buddy. And he said, none of them are real. And I am like, he's a what? monster. But, uh, Jesse does not believe in momentum. No, he doesn't I, think I, it's a real I, thing. I do. I, I, I do think like the the biggest advantage for the higher seeds in in this round is what you said. It's the fact that they can have their best starting pitchers, right. you know, open up this series. Like Justin Verlander is starting for the Astros, whereas Logan Gilbert is starting for the Seattle Mariners. Right. right. So so the the pitching matchups work out better. But I, I think there's definitely something to what you're saying. I mean. The regular season ended almost a full week ago now, uh, six days ago. So it is a long layoff uh, for some of these teams that that haven't had to play a baseball game in a while. And, and maybe that is a disadvantage in some way. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the one thing about baseball is the home field advantage is probably most significant in baseball. Right. I mean, all other sports. Interesting. You're not really most significant in baseball. Why? Here's why. I don't know if I agree with that. You get to bat at the bottom of the ninth inning and other sports. You're not really you don't have any actual advantage. You do in hockey. What do you have in hockey? Um, th The change. So where your bench is in hockey, um, you have a long change if you're the away team for two periods and only a good okay. change. For one. So if you're the home team, you have a better change for your lines. For two, two of the three of the periods. Three. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. See, that's interesting. Basketball and football, I don't really think there's any on-field advantage besides you're playing in front of your home fans and you're at home. Then you yeah. have teams like the Seahawks that take it to another level and actually scientifically engineer their stadium to be louder than any stadium <laughs> in baseball or in football, right? So, like, there's that whole thing going I on. I think, well, so that seem in hockey, what you're describing, Leah, sounds like a clear advantage, right? Like, yeah. that's clearly better for you. I think that batting in the bottom half of the inning is an advantage, but I'm not, like... I don't know. Like in, no, in football, that, you can either choose to take hockey, the ball first or you can choose to defer, right? No, you uh, have to flip a coin. Right. Well, okay, right, right. Yeah. So, so it doesn't whoever, matter. Whoever yeah, no, wins you're the right, coin you're toss, right. In right. football, it's complete, it completely doesn't matter. What, what were you um, saying? Also in I hockey, told you he hates football. You guys haven't been listening to me this whole time. <laughs> also in no hockey, the home, the home team gets to line match. So the away team puts out their line on the ice and then the home team can choose which line they want to match oh. against that line. Okay. 
in, instead of you know the other way around so there's there's a bit of an so they can wait until the, the yeah so team. yeah okay. so they can match them well now you're convincing me that hockey definitely has the most but i, I agree with right? you about the ninth inning thing for yeah, baseball. It, i guess my my point with the football thing is that it's not like it is not inherently better to start with the football or to let the other team have the football to start the game, right? No, because so what, yeah, I'm, what it, I'm saying that, that is that ph- in, that philosophy changed over the years because everybody that won the coin toss in football used to take it, right? And now most of the time they defer because they want the ball back because you get it at halftime, right? After you get halftime, it at halftime. Right? So, but what I'm saying is like like there's still some debate about which of those is better. And in in baseball, like you you'd think it maybe it's the same way. Maybe it's actually not necessarily better to. Uh, you know, be the team hitting in the bottom half of the inning. Maybe you would prefer to Maybe. be the team hitting at the beginning of the game. I, I I do see what you're saying, though. Like in the bottom of the ninth, once you get to the end of the game, there's probably an advantage there. The but. home team has a chance to win the game without there being any kind of rebuttal from, right. you know, it'd almost be like if one team in football, the home team in football in overtime got to make a drive, you know, to score. And, you know, like if they do anything, field yeah. goal or whatever, it's over, right? But sure. I, and I do know there's a full rule like that in overtime. So please do not message me about that. But uh, <laughs> I do think that it, this is interesting because we haven't seen this before in baseball. So this is kind of unprecedented. Like we get to watch this play out and see how that layoff impacts these top seeds and and how this changes the postseason for Major League Baseball. It could all rectify itself in a few days once these teams kind of are back on the field playing. Maybe we see the home, oh, excuse me, the uh, the higher team, uh, higher seeds, you know, kind of come back and, and start getting back on track, right? Sure. Or we could potentially see a round where most of the top seeds get knocked out based on the fact that the other teams just kind of stayed on that path. I mean, when you think about wildcard team, they haven't stopped playing baseball since February, right? With no, with with the All-Star break being the only exception and it yeah. being the same for every team and not just one team or a handful of teams, right? So th- this will be interesting, I think, to watch. If you're a baseball fan, this could be a, a big impact on the postseason if they continue to handle the wild card round like this and give those top seeds such a significant layoff. But uh, really, all, what all this means is we are careening towards an all Peoria Sports Complex World Series between the San Diego Padres and the Seattle Mariners. That's all this means. So buckle up because that's what we got coming for you. Speaking of the Seattle Mariners, it's now four to nothing. It's now four to nothing. I'm telling you, telling you, watch what's going to happen in these first round or the second round. This is going to be ridiculous what happens to these top seeds. But Justin Verlander has given up four runs on six hits. Uh, Mark Graves says, wouldn't bother me if the Dodgers get eliminated. Oh, Mark. Well, well, we have some of those bottles left that they were popping uh, on the Sun Show in honor of uh, Gerald getting engaged. <laughs> we will pop some of those bottles in this room if the Dodgers get eliminated. I guarantee you that. Uh, oh, man, Jacob's going to hate that. And that's what he deserves it. He deserves it. But. The cleanup job is really where you take the hit when you, yeah. when you do that. Yeah. But it was definitely worth it yesterday. We so appreciate much. our hockey lessons with Leah, by the way. And Michael in the comments says, if there's an all Peoria Sports Complex World Series, does the winner celebrate it in and out? Yes. Yes. And that line is going to be even worse than it is every single day you try to go there. So good luck with that during that celebration. But uh, one thing that can get you through it, enjoying some of our fine friends from OG's uh, products. They're edibles. They're wonderful, delicious gummies that they have to offer. Uh, Of course, they have a wide variety of flavors. They're all about flavor in your life. They're all about offering a wide range of doses and flavors. Uh, 
strains, indica, sativas, whatever you need, but they're also about giving you your best night's sleep with their brand new sleep edition gummy. It's a two to one uh, THC to CBN ratio. Of course, we all know what THC does, but the CBN part helps you stay asleep, fall asleep. It's a great night's sleep. And honestly, uh, I told Jesse this, this is 100% the truth. Uh, even when I am not taking the sleep gummies, I feel like my sleep pattern is back on track. Like sometimes you just get in a groove. I don't know if any of you do this where like I can't sleep most of the time longer than six hours, right? No matter when I go to bed, six hours later is when I'm waking up and I'm wide awake. If I could get back to sleep, that's a whole other story. But uh, I'm now sleeping through the night like a baby. Thanks to our friends at OG. So make sure to try out their sleep edition gummy and their new Aquaberry flavor. Shout out to Aquaman for harvesting those. Uh, and we highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, and also, of course, our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company is the uh, home brewery for spooky season this October. Make sure to check out their haunted brewery tours over at their 8th Street Pub uh, Monday through Wednesday, 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., two shows per night. Uh, that's all that most people can handle because there's a lot of People, they get frightened and, you know, there's they have to cart those people away like Saul. Saul had to be put in like a wheelbarrow and carted out of there because he was just overcome with fright. But, uh, of course, we also have <laughs> they some, do have wheelbarrows on site. I they heard, do. It's multiple. So, yeah. And they have like paramedics to wheel people out and check on them once they get outside. Make sure you're OK. But uh, we've got plenty of cool events in the works with our friends at Four Peaks. So make sure to try out their wonderful beers wherever you get your beers at. Uh, and make sure to enjoy responsibly. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, Jesse. The Arizona Diamondbacks, of course, uh, have been known for not spending a whole lot of money and taking no a way. Look, no way, right? <laughs> so, uh, taking a look ahead at the D backs payroll for 2023, we uh, put together a little some numbers here for you. Um, the D backs 2023 payroll at a glance kind of shows you how much money the Arizona Diamondbacks have committed and some estimated totals brought to us by the MLB Trade Rumors website. But as you can see here, the Diamondbacks have uh, 100.8 million total, uh, kind of guaranteed in a way uh, to people next in year. A, in a players. sense, in yeah. a sense, yeah. yeah. You can see I, I threw injury replacements on here because that's sort of an inevitable part of the season, and, and it's something the team is definitely budgeting for. Uh, you see 10 million in league minimum players. The D-backs have a lot of those uh, guys who are still pre-arbitration who will make the league minimum next year, um, and then. Yeah, the arbitration total, $28.9 million. As you said, that's coming from our friends over at MLB Trade Rumors who have a fancy algorithm where they uh, plug in uh, guys' statistics who are arbitration eligible, and it spits out uh, an estimate of what they might make in arbitration this winter. Uh, and then the 58.9 is is solid. That, that number That's guaranteed uh, is, money. That number is guaranteed money. It's set in stone. Theoretically, a uh, couple, of, couple of those um, could increase, like if the Diamondbacks were to pick up Ian Kennedy's option uh, that would go up, but I think we can feel pretty confident at this point that's not going to happen. So this is a pretty pretty good look at what the payroll will look like for the Diamondbacks next year, at least what their current commitments are. And that number, Derek, when I first saw it after after adding all these together, is pretty high. It, it doesn't leave the Diamondbacks that much room theoretically. Uh, their total. Uh, payroll this season by the end of the year was also around 100 million. So they're basically already locked in for the same amount as they spent this season. And theoretically, depending on how much they're willing to to spend in addition, which I'm sure there will be some, I'm sure that they'll have some money to spend this winter. 
it's probably not going to be that much because they're already pretty much maxed out at what they were spending this year. Well, here's the thing. The $58.9 million in guaranteed money for the Deanbacks is pretty much the amount right now that like Sport Track and other things have the yeah. Diamondbacks paying next yeah, year. Yeah, if you think the D-backs are only committed to $58 million next year, that is very misleading. Right, because <laughs> like Jesse said, the, there's the arbitration projections which were given to us by MLB Trade Rumors. But before we get there, just to give you an idea of where other teams are at, Prior to their arbitration, uh, every other team in the NL West right now has a payroll above the league average, which is basically a little over $100 million. So the Diamondbacks... Like pre, before taking pre, arbitration yeah, before, or anything, Yeah, because right account. now the, okay. the arbitration figures aren't calculated into what they're spending for right. 2023 yet right. until we know those figures are set in stone. And those will happen at when the, when the players go to arbitration. Uh I know a lot of people are aware of what arbitration is, but can you shed a little bit more light on this terrible process of trying to <laughs> tell a player that you covet and appreciate their services, how little they actually do for you, so that way you could pay them as little money as possible? Yeah, it's generally once players reach about three years of service time, they go from being a pre-arbitration player, which is where you basically make the league minimum, uh, to the arbitration process, which is basically where you get some sort of salary increase. You can't lose money. You can only gain money. Um, and it's this really ugly process where um, a, a lot of times teams will settle in advance so the the team and the agent of the player will agree on a number Correct. in advance and avoid arbitration. We Correct. see that a lot. But if you do have to go into arbitration, it's basically a matter of the agent deciding what his player is worth and the team deciding what they want to pay for the player. And then those two parties bringing their there are cases to a theoretically unbiased third party like who, a mediator yeah that, who that makes an arbiter, yeah, who, an arbiter who makes yeah. who makes the decision so uh yeah we've sort of joked about it in the past is it being this unfortunate thing where a team has to argue against their player and like explain why their player is worth uh less than than the player thinks that they're worth it's sort of an ugly process and that's why teams like to avoid it if they can uh but oftentimes that doesn't happen and, and the process gets used and uh guys wind up with you know, getting some sort of a raise. It's just a matter of what exactly that figure is. We have an arbitration process around here at PHNX, and I have a little notebook where I just write down everything Jesse does wrong <laughs> all year long so that when we get to that point, we can really drill him through the arbiter and make sure that he understands, you know. Yeah, we use arbitration for all of our contracts here at PHNX. So it's a fantastic. Yeah. Process. It's really enjoyable. Especially, I'll be your agent, David. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> while, while you're arguing against me, I'm going <laughs> to argue in your favor, all right? That's why, that's why I told you this guy's going to be there at the end. But at the end of my life, Jesse will be there uh, telling me goodbye. But uh, let's buckle up for some arbitration projections, shall we? Yes. Because, again, the D-backs arbitration projections for 2023 from MLB Trade Rumors give you an idea of what the players are currently making there on the right versus what we can see them make. What Like, this is based on their production this year and the right. amount that they're able to essentially uh, get as a raise based on their performance in 2022. Yeah, and the, and the process is based off of comparisons to other players. So they're going to look at what if, what if other similar players, you know, with similar numbers gotten in the past, and, you know, how, how would that manifest itself for each of these particular guys? So, uh, so yeah, the, the name that really sticks out here, there's a reason we have him highlighted, is Christian Walker. He's due for a pretty substantial raise. $7.3 million uh, was his arbitration estimate from MLB Trade Rumors. And the main reason for that is that the guy just hit 36 home runs. 
uh, and the arbitration process highly values home runs, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, I know there are some people who think that uh, the arbitration process is overvaluing home runs to the point where uh, some guys are at risk of getting non-tendered because teams just aren't willing to pay what the arbitration process sure. will bear out. Uh, Christian Walker is worth $7.3 million. I mean, though. there's something to be said not only for the amount of home runs he hit this year because, again, yeah. if, if you have a consistent lineup of guys getting on base and you have Christian Walker hit 35 to 40 home runs again next season – yeah, you know, you're looking at a guy that should be hit getting well over 100 RBI in a season, and you're looking at one of the most valuable first basemen in the game. He's gonna win a Gold Glove. So he is to going factor, to win a Gold Glove. You have to factor he that into. Led the league uh, as far as first basemen go in defer- defensive runs saved. So there's no doubt about it that he's absolutely worth this 7.3 million. The Diamondbacks will probably, hopefully, settle with him you know, before they actually hit the arbitration process because he deserves every penny. And I think there's something to be said, not only because we've talked about the Diamondbacks signing their younger talent to long-term contracts and such. There's something to be said about showing your players, you know, your appreciation for their performance and trying to do everything you can to build goodwill with them. You know, with Zach Gallen, for instance, he's also on that list. He's due for a substantial raise, probably the, second most substantial but probably as far as percentage wise the highest right because yeah lee if you could put that back up i believe zach gallon is making below a million dollars right now 746k uh and he's gonna get 4.5 million so he his is the most substantial as far as percentage increase right and again deserves it he deserves it and he deserves the team to throw him an extra half million and get this settled before they get to any point honestly uh, Zach Gallon is one of those guys that the team should try to do everything they can to start building goodwill towards yeah. as far as keeping him a part of this team and making him know that he is the future of this starting rotation. I mean, he's the now. He's right. not just the future. Right. He's the now. And we'll we'll dig more into the possibility of, of Zach Gallon being extended uh, in a future show. We could probably talk about that for an entire episode because it's obviously a pretty big storyline around here. But one of the, the big reasons why things may not look so great on that front and why Jacob was giving us a hard time at the beginning of the show because we've been talking about this around here lately is the fact that uh, in the pre-arbitration process, a player's agent has the opportunity to try to negotiate a higher salary than the league minimum for the player. And so Scott Boris, Zach Gallon's agent, came to the Diamondbacks and, and tried to make some sort of a deal uh, that would get Zach Allen a little bit more than the league minimum. It's kind of a weird situation because the Diamondbacks are under no obligation to actually give him that. It's sort of just like a goodwill kind of a thing where a team might give you another 100k or 200k or something yeah. just to kind of build some, you know, some goodwill for future negotiations. Uh, but the Diamondbacks didn't do that, and so. Things are not necessarily trending in, in <laughs> a not great on a good direction track right now. Let and me it, tell you, and it's not to say that you know maybe that could be rectified. Still, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, but yeah, the D-backs haven't had many guys of Zach Gallon's caliber go through arbitration. Correct. When Paul Goldschmidt was here, you know they signed him to an extension very early in the process and avoided that. So that was also a, a, a steal, similar yeah, to Merrill Kelly's a, contract. It was an absolute steal, and so you're looking at. million for Zach Gallon in 2023, that number's going to get higher in 2024 and 2025, probably substantially so. And that's not something that we've really seen a whole lot of because the D-backs haven't had a guy, you know, that that 
He didn't really come up through their system, but they had him at right at the beginning of his career, and he's very, very good. So that that number is going to go up quite a bit over the next couple of years. Uh, there's other players on this roster that there's still some question marks about, not just the arbitration players. We know they're going to be there. It's just a question of how much money they're going to get and how that's going to impact the Diamondbacks' overall payroll. Uh, the reason right now, when you look at their payroll compared to other teams that it's so low, is because the Diamondbacks have so many guys, as Jesse said, on the league minimum and so many arbitration guys. They really do have a team almost entirely comprised of guys at the arbitration process or below with, yeah. you know, essentially Mad Bum and a few others making up that top tier. Mark Melanson, Mad Bum, all the guys you don't want me to make names right now. There. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, Alex. In the comments, says give Zach Gallon eight years, hundred million. I don't think he's taking that. I no. think he's going to want way more than that, sir. Uh, but that hey. would be, I mean, so like next year it's four point five. You know, if it winds up being like nine million the year after, yeah. maybe like fifteen million the year after that. Um, you know, you're talking about that close man's... to thirty million dollars there over the next three years already. Yeah. So if you give him an eight year, hundred million, what you're really doing is you're just buying out those arbitration years and then you're saying you'll tack five years and 70 million dollars on top of that zach gallon is not going to take 70 million dollars over five years he's probably worth not. twice that at yeah, this point yeah he's right but another guy that has an interesting uh, uh impact potentially on this team going forward is if the diamondbacks bring back zach davies and we're going to talk about that later this week but prep yourself for that by reading Jesse's article over at gophnx.com about that. Jesse gives his thoughts, and we're going to break that down probably on Wednesday's show. Uh, but until then, definitely get your opinions ready because we want to know if you think they should bring back Zach Davies. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, get yourself a membership if you haven't done so over at gophnx.com. It's the premier place to be an Arizona sports fan. Make sure to sign up for an annual membership. If you can, you'll get yourself a free T-shirt like this good boy Cody back here. Uh, and you can whatever shirt you want. The Coyote shirts are all amazing, but you can get whatever shirt you want. Uh, also, if you get a month to month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, regardless of your membership status, make sure uh, to get a membership so you can get members only access to our discord, members only invites to our events and members only uh, discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. We appreciate you guys that are already members. Thank you so much for supporting us and being part of the PHNX family. And of course, uh, make sure this guy over here, make sure you check out his stuff. His stuff is incredible. Uh, if you're watching us right now on the PHNX YouTube channel, we appreciate you guys being here. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever any of our shows go live. And also uh, validate me by giving a little thumbs up. That's the only way I feel good about myself. Is Derek little, really, really needs I that love thumbs the thumbs up. up. Yeah. I don't know why. It just makes me. It makes me feel. Makes me feel like you really like us. But of course, uh, also check out our friends over at Underdog. Do that because it's the best place to go on pickums. We we can't get enough of it around this office. We we ride together sometimes. We all we all have an impromptu meeting where we decide on what what higher and lower we're going to take that night. Yeah, you guys something. like all do it together it seems like. We're a team. I need to, I need to, get, a in, I need to get in on this. It's all about family. Point. It's all about family, but make sure to get down on the Pickums game because uh Underdog is all about giving you uh the more the better, the more you can hit, uh, the more money you can win. Win up to like three, four, five times your money. Uh, and whatever you bet, you'll hit it. I got that $1,000 earlier for pitch counts, guys, for pitch counts. Uh, but you can search in the App Store, click the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX. And get in on the action today. They also have, uh, they have fantasy leagues. You can set up one night. 
for a couple of days. It's I don't even know how some of that stuff works, but I'm involved in a couple of them and I'm losing. So that's how that works. But <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun and I'm having a great time. I'm having a better time, Jesse, than a couple of guys in Major League Baseball that have been very good at one point in their career, but might not be so valuable yeah. now at this point. Uh, both Eraldis Chapman and Craig Kimbrell are not on their team's respective uh, team's postseason roster uh, for different reasons, but essentially the same reason. Value to the team. Uh, being able to be counted on, I think, in high leverage situations. Chapman actually uh, was told that he may not make uh, the postseason roster and apparently missed a workout and was immediately removed from the postseason roster. And Craig Kimbrell uh, just has not been consistently good for the Dodgers this season. They have much better options in their bullpen. I don't know what that's like. And uh, <laughs> as Jesse pointed out, Kimbrell would be a great addition to the Diamondbacks if they wanted to DFA him. Just saying. Just saying. If you don't want him on your postseason roster, maybe you just let him go to another team. Yeah, right. Spread spread the love a little bit. Uh, yeah, Craig Kimbrell is still a pretty darn good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he's just at the level that that Dodger bullpen is at. He just doesn't quite fit at this point. Uh, Dustin May, I know, was was in for them, a guy they recently got back from injury, and he's looked pretty good. So Reyes Morata was one of the Diamondbacks' more consistent relievers, and he was another guy that the Dodgers just didn't need this any is, longer because of true. the abundance of talent they have in that bullpen. I don't know what that's like. Oh, God. Craig Kimbrell is the, so active, the active leader in all of Major League Baseball in saves. Nobody, nobody currently well, playing. Yeah. Had, I mean... You think that was obvious? Yeah. Who's number two? Who I don't know two? who's number two. I, I, I wouldn't. Know. I just would know Craig Kimbrell's number one. They are very close. Are they really? They are very, very two? close. Number Kenley two. Kenley Jensen. Well, what was that last name you just Jensen? said? Kenley Jensen. That's what I said. Is it wrong? <laughs> Kenley J- Jensen is not number two. Kenley Jansen is, Jansen. Number, is number two. Oh my two. god. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna be teacher Jesse today. just came He's out. The fucking worst. <laughs> oh man, they're that very actually, close. They're only three saves apart. Kenley really? Jansen and and Craig Kimbrell. That's why I was so shocked that you thought you were like it's obvious Craig Kimbrell's number one. They're well, actually I wouldn't very, very think, close. I, I wouldn't think that, but I guess it makes sense because of the success the Dodgers have during the regular season and the amount of save opportunities he gets. You want to guess who's third? I wouldn't even have a clue. Araldus Chapman. <laughs> well, all fits. <laughs> another, another guy who is uh, not as good as he used to be. Uh, but what? Seriously though, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is uh, obviously? There's they still have something to give. Like you said, Kimbrel's still uh, a better pitcher statistically than a lot of the options the Diamondbacks actually currently yeah. have in their bullpen, right? So uh, he'll he'll land somewhere if he doesn't end up staying with the Dodgers, but. For now, he's still with the Dodgers, and Chapman seems like his time with the uh, Yankees might be uh, wrapped up. Yeah, they're two pretty different situations. Or all this Chapman just didn't really pitch well this year. If you look at his numbers, uh, Kimbrel still pitched well. He didn't pitch at an elite level like he has in the past. But. Ben says, guess who's number four? I knew it was going to be Melanson. I knew it was going to be. Before he put that up, I knew it was going to be Melanson. Sorry. It, is, uh, oh. it is Mark Melanson. That's pretty funny. And number five is old friend Greg Holland, who is the Diamondbacks closer a few years ago. So um, D-backs definitely have a trend with getting these guys maybe a little, a little bit too late. A little, bit too, late, a little too late. A little too late in their career. Yeah. But uh I'd like to think that Sergio Alcantara just ended Craig Kimbrell. He just ended his his hopes yeah. of pitching in the playoffs yeah. with that three-run homer a few weeks ago. I'll take that victory. Uh, yeah, That's there you go. There you go. There's a win for the D-backs in yeah. this. Anyway, we can relate it back to the D-backs uh, ending someone on the Dodgers' career. I'm for it. 
but hey, you know what? I think again, these uh, I, I this is these are not the type of pitchers I do want the Diamondbacks going after. To be honest, I mean that would be a very Diamondbacks move to go after someone like Chapman. I saw some I saw career. some people. I don't know if this was Twitter or where this was, but. Some of you were talking about bringing Eraldis Chapman to Arizona next year. And don't do it. Please I, don't do that there's just us. a lot of baggage there at this point. Basically, the situation that happened here is, did you say this already? Maybe I vegged out and you already No, I did, this. but go ahead. Give it a more, give, give it some more uh, detail. <laughs> I did, though. He missed the workout, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah he yes. was coming okay. from Ross, but okay. he was already, you know, like you told me, he was already kind of on the outs with them and wasn't going to most likely be on the postseason roster anyway. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't just... guaranteed a they were unable to guarantee him a postseason roster spot, but they still wanted him at this workout. And Aralis Chapman was like, Well, if I'm not getting a guaranteed spot anyway, Deuces. there you go. I'm I'm maybe I just won't <laughs> even show up at all. And right. that's what happened. And sure enough, the Yankees were like, Okay, well now you're now you're definitely not getting a spot on the postseason roster. So uh yeah, it it is crazy. I mean, Aralis Chapman and Craig Kimbrell, two of the best closers that you know we'll see probably in a in a long time uh but it seems like they're kind of getting to the end of of their careers as being effective major league relievers but it's it's such an entitled opinion it's such an entitled act to be like well i'm not guaranteed a spot so i'm not coming to this workout to oh like yeah prove myself right yeah i don't know if he really expected any other outcome no that's maybe um, that's it maybe he knew the workout was just a futile effort that he wasn't actually going to you know make any kind of changes in their mind i just think of someone like cooper hummel on the diamondbacks who couldn't be more the opposite of that when i talked yeah. to coop and i've told you guys the story before but when i talked to coop about being part of the Arizona Fall League, which you guys should all get out to see, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like there wasn't there wasn't like a, a hesitation on his part that after playing a 162 game season, that he was ready to get back out on the diamond for the fall league and work on right. stuff he needs to work on, right? He was, he, He's in a pretty different place in his career than Araldis Chapman, but is, you're absolutely but, right. But There's you know a substantial about, difference of character there. It was about what he was there doing, right? He's yeah. trying to get more reps behind the plate so that he can be more effective at catcher and get more playing time. Sure. And as he told me, <laughs> you see this outfield? You think you, I mean, you think I'm going to get playing time <laughs> with this outfield? Like, And it was such a realistic opinion of himself, right? And and, yeah. and a realistic opinion about the skill level of his teammates and people that he would be competing with for playing time. But it was also like this dedicated effort to trying to be this new thing. You know, sure. you have guys like David Peralta, who were once a pitcher that couldn't pitch any longer, converted himself into a pretty damn good outfield outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks and has had has had himself a pretty good major league career but that's because again there's a point in your career where you try to need to do everything you can to continue playing baseball and continue being a person that can help a team win baseball games that's what it comes down to right sure Chapman at this point in his career should understand that he's not as effective as he used yeah. to be and he should be willing to do whatever the team wants if nothing more than to show that you want to be a part of this team still and that you want to be a part of baseball still like you're yeah. right because Cooper was on a completely different you know path yeah true, right? <laughs> Cooper Hummel and Raldis Chapman have had very different journeys different in their, careers. Their big league careers I'm just <laughs> saying though like again it's very easy to kind of like 
all right, well, this isn't, you sure. know, this isn't going to go well for me. So, like, I should probably just, just pack go it pack it in and go somewhere else, right? Yeah. Hummel's trying to make himself, you know, a, a commodity to the Arizona Diamondbacks so that he can have more playing time next season and could potentially be that backup to Carson Kelly. Yeah. Or, let's got be a honest, shot. maybe even, you know, maybe even be an, a regular catcher if he can develop that far into, you know, being something that can being a person that can help this team win, right? I, I think part of it too is that Araldis Chapman is a free agent at the end of the year. Sure. So maybe he just kind of figured, you know, the this writing is, is on rat. the wall. Yeah. I'm not going to get a playoff spot. You know, maybe yeah. he just kind of already uh, knew, which I I guess is somewhat understandable. Does this help um, another team want to pick him up though? When you yeah, do that kind probably of thing, not. Right? Probably not. It's, I mean, there have kind of always been character questions with Araldis Chapman for course. a variety of reasons. A variety of reasons. Let's but yeah, I I mean shit. I. I think about uh, Stephen Vote too. Stephen Vote apparently in his, his last game, the, the day of his last game in the big leagues, he knew he was retiring. He was, I think he was for like several hours before the game, he was doing catching drills, knowing knowing full on that he was not going to catch in the last game oh. of his career. And he was still, you know, there for apparently multiple hours before the game, putting the work in. That's the kind of guy that, you know, really moves the needle for a franchise. And there's a reason that Steven Vogt means what he does to the Oakland Athletics because he's and, been that guy for a number of years. And everyone, to be honest. And anybody, all of us. Anybody, anyone who has ever met him or watched him play or anything loves loves that man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, if you guys haven't had a chance to do so and you're a new customer, get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, new customers can use our promo code of PHNX, bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you'll get $200 in free bets. Everyone can also boost their same-game parlays with stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, that's different th- from the step-up movies, by the way, not to get confused. Oh, here, I, but, I would have been so confused. Uh, I know. I just want to make sure Jesse <laughs> is clear on that. But basically, every leg you add can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why do you even have more? Why would you need any other app on your phone? So get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, they are offering those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So don't forget about that. Also, opt into all of their specials. DraftKings always has a bunch of specials up at the top there when you're on your app. Just make sure you're opting in before you're making your bets. And also, if you're a new customer, it's as simple as downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code of PHNX. And then once you bet $5, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly as long as your team wins their game. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, and we were talking just a little while ago about how expensive Suns tickets already are, Jesse. Lower level Suns tickets, not cheap. But you know no. where you can get cheap lower level Suns tickets is the Game Time app. And you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute, day of. We're talking about $125 tickets for Lower Bowl to go see uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ah, uh-uh, absolutely not, sir. You get down on the Game Time app, day of. You'll get six up to sixty percent off your tickets. It's great for procrastinators. It's a it's a fine it's a fine day for procrastinators. We finally get to come out <laughs> on top. It's our day. We rule on the game time app. You are king as a procrastinator on the game time app. The best way to support us is uh, by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And also, don't forget, game time is not just for sports. Even though it's game time, we get it. Can be confused. Get your concerts. Get your shows. Get everything else. You want to. Broadway play over there at the uh, Broadway musical at, at, at the uh, Gamage Theater, get it on game time. It doesn't matter what you want. Concerts to your favorite sh- uh, artists, all, everything. 
I was with Mega Ran this weekend uh, watching him perform songs over and over again. People could have saved so much money on Game Time. I'm just saying. That's what I'm just putting that out there. When did he you, comes back in time. you use the Game Time app to, to get into those? I'm no, Mega, no. Mega I carry Rand. his merch. That's what I do to get into those shows. <laughs> I stand at his merch table and watch him perform from a distance. That's what I do to get in there for free. But, uh, of course, uh, that's only because I also watch his, his baby. So, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're tight like that. But make sure to support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And, of course, we thank you guys so much for being here with us on this show. Go watch some postseason baseball. It's amazing. It's incredible. And uh, we're going to watch all of these uh, all these lower seeds come up and smack the, the top seeds around. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, until then, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But be of course, sure to be sure to roads. follow the Mariners stand account. Yes, it's uh, PHNX the, underscore at PHNX underscore D-backs <laughs> slash the Mariners stand account. That's <laughs> what we're going to. We would change the name, but we're not allowed to. But, uh, you know what we are. <laughs> we would change the logo. We would change everything. Really. <laughs> we put them celebrating as our background picture and everything. But uh, of course. Uh, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, on behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we appreciate you guys taking time out uh, and enjoying uh, joining us for lunch. Not enjoying us. Don't eat us for lunch. Join us for lunch. But uh, uh. Uh, hey, it's like earlier they were talking about uh, I don't know beating up people and then chopping up stuff, and it sounded it was video that they were talking about, but it sounded like they were talking about eating humans. So that's a whole other thing. But uh, again, we thank you for listening great to show my rants. Right this now, is a good. <laughs> solid ending to the show uh i don't know what thank you guys for joining us and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when the underdog wildcard teams beat all the top seeds in the in the second round